back to the Centennial 38 podcast. My name is Warners. And I'm Jared. Hey, Rapids fans. It's uh, it's the off season fully. We are done talking about 2021. We're on to fully talking about 2022. Yes. And what do you have for me, Juan? There's been a lot of news this week. Well, yeah. Before we get into that, Happy New Year to all the C38. Happy New Year to you, Jared. Thank you. You as well. Uh, we, uh, we unfortunately started off the new year at our first sporting event with a loss. <laughs> Uh, yesterday, yesterday, right? We went and saw, no, the other night on Wednesday night, we went and saw the Nuggets, your Denver Nuggets lose to the team from Salt Lake, not real Salt Lake, but the Utah Jazz. Uh, if that's an indicator of what's to come, I'm good skipping out on the RSL game this year. Yeah, Utah teams have been a pain in the ass, so we're just going to ignore those games <laughs> until we absolutely cannot ignore those games, like Nuggets playoffs or Rapids playoffs or, uh, well, I guess the home game against <laughs> yeah. RSL we'll, we'll pay attention to. But uh, as of right, well, I mean, I'm sure we'll break down the games on the road, but I'm certainly not going to put any hope into those at all in 22. And that, Juan, is my New Year's resolution. <laughs> yeah. I will not emotionally invest in games played in the city of Salt Lake my- at all. My uh, my New Year's resolution is to uh, wait for the New Jersey to go on sale before buying it because <laughs> <laughs> I always tend to uh, to rush into those things and then they're never that that great. But yes, uh, you mentioned news. Uh, let's get into it. There's a lot of news that dropped between uh, the last time we spoke and uh, today. Uh, do you want to start uh, with the biggest news? Yeah, Drew Morey signing. Yes. That's got to be the biggest news, right? <laughs> I actually was going to say Drew Morey <laughs> signing was the biggest news. You, you you caught me there, but yes. Hopefully he can build on his uh, three or 400 minutes of soccer he had in 2021. I hey, love Drew. He, he had so. a great record. I don't. I think he only lost once wearing the, the burgundy and blue. Yeah, so last he, year, he, so... He came in. He he held it down. Love to see club legends kind of keep down. And I will say he's a club legend. He he was the uh, the star center back for us when we won the cup. I mean, guy is definitely going to go up on the uh, the honor the honorary wall of fame, right? Absolutely. And in a back three system, there's still a lot of value in that player. Um, you know, I just can't for the life of me see it in a two back system. And I like when we play two backs because it typically leads to a more attacking structure. But um, I think we're bought in. On on wing backs, so the three back system stays, and hopefully Drew Moore will uh, have a lot more wins in 22. Yes, absolutely. Another re-signing. The Rapids have a, uh, given a uh, an extension to Stephen Betashore, who uh, we we did get to see a, an amazing cross on the last day of the season to Baji, who, uh, as you guys know, Baji has signed with FC Cincinnati. We'll get into that later. But yeah, Stephen Betashore is back. Um, uh, it's good depth at both left and right back. I think uh, would love. I, I remember at the end of uh, the season, I was chatting him up a little bit, asked him if he wanted to come on the C38 podcast, and uh, he might be our first player that we get on here if if he so uh, desires uh, to join us here. He's a great player. I, I quite like him a lot. Um, he he does bring something to this team, uh, a veteran presence, uh, but he's also just like really calm and collected when he's on the ball every time I see him. 
Yeah, I'm a true pro, and like you said, good depth on the on both wingback sides. Um, I, I think he's definitely going to see some minutes. We've got a lot of football to play in 22, so um, we, we need some depth. And uh, having depth that has MLS experience, um, you know, very well-vetted players, players that we know, uh, makes me feel a lot more comfortable than bringing in depth from, like, the bench of another MLS team. Right, um, or a college bench. Season. Yeah. Because yeah. the the draft is uh, is next week, I believe it's January tenth this Monday. Um, the the MLS Super Draft Rapids have number, pick number ten. Who they sign? I I wish I could tell you right now. Like it's I know so hard. I know all the hot prospects in college soccer, but the difference between NFL and uh, the NFL NBA draft and the MLS draft is is you're really signing guys for the long term. Uh, if you look back at the, uh, there's a draft class of Abubakar, Lewis, those guys didn't really, um, if you look back at their 2017 draft class, those guys didn't really get into their clubs until, you know, more recently yeah. now. So massive jump from even division one NCAA to professional football. So it and takes I think time. that's why the rest of the world, um, you see a development system that is quite Tiered. different Tiered. than, yeah, you play, you play professional football from 17. So you're playing against grown men, um, at, I think much, much less of a jump from even um, even Skybet League One um, right. in in England to Premier League is is a much less of a jump from NCAA to MLS. So um, it is a long term play. Uh, as an Indiana Hoosier, uh, I, the only prospects I know are are the ones from from IU um, and Victor Bezerra, who was uh, a very strong player uh, in the COVID season, actually signed with Chicago Fire already. So it's one of those uh, homegrown deals. It's another part of the draft that I as a, you know as a kind of a casual I guess not really a casual but not I, I'm not an MLS scientist uh, <laughs> when it comes to that like when I when I think of a draft it's like okay all the guys who are coming into the professional level can get picked by anybody but that's not quite how it works yeah it, it's weird uh, it's weird how they do that I mean nonetheless I think um not having to rely on the draft for your depth is a really good thing you know to kind of to kind of Bring it back to Betasher, and we know what Betasher brings. We know the kind of veteran presence he is. He's he's been at top teams like uh, Toronto when they had won the championship. They're not so much a top team anymore. Uh, he was uh, a you watch yourself. Uh, no, nah, I still don't think they're a top team, even with the Insigne signing. Um, he was a uh, uh, kind of a, a good focal point in the LAFC team when they were a top team. And now he finds himself on the Colorado Rapids. I mean, he's he's been here. We know what he's at. Made sure just likes to be on the top teams. And so uh, whether it's top of the East, top of the West uh, with LAFC and now with Colorado, Betasher is getting it done. And, and he's he's the kind of guy you need in those locker rooms. Yeah, absolutely. He's the type of player where um, he, he ends up on good teams because he is solid and For confident a reason, on the ball. Yep. Um, you know, he's not a guy that you... He's not a guy that you're going to stake your future on, but you're also not rolling the dice. You, you know what you have, and I, I think there's a lot of value to that. Um, and hopefully we see him um, solidifying the, the team in 22. Absolutely. Let's move on. Let's get, let's, there's still some a lot more news. Uh, Cincinnati have, have officially acquired Don Baji. We don't know the contract situation yet, but uh, that's a departure that uh, when we had talked about, uh, you uh, we, we, we kind of came to the consensus we probably got the most out of him if you look at his, uh, at his expected goals a lot of Baji's goals were uh, 
to say the least, very lucky, very kind of uh, fortunate to have gotten him. We got him at the right. We we started playing him at the right time. He played his best football under Robin Frazier. There was just uh, a, a different Baji. We we everyone said it. That, that, that was crazy just to see Baji's kind of resurgence. Whether or not he does it for Cincy, I personally want to see him do that for a club, but I, I'm not betting on it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like Cincinnati as well. Like, we, we had a great time with the fans there on the road day. We had uh, a lovely time in that beautiful new stadium. Uh, if Baji can be a piece that brings them to the middle of the Eastern Conference, then I think he's done exceptionally well. Um, XG, to dig a little bit into the weeds, headed goals or headed attempts are gauged differently than uh, grounded shots. Right. So the XG is lower. What I want to know is who we put in the center of the box to head home some goals for the Rapids this year because we know Mac can do it but we beyond Mac I, well and Danny Wilson of course right. who else is our uh, who else is our fox in the box who who can head home a goal well and that's kind of the other thing I I, I, I do want to have this discussion uh, not before we talk about some of the other signings and, and stuff we've already brought in because uh, the Rapids have acquired two new players officially official uh, Max the Brazilian out of Fluminense has officially signed for the Rapids for four years. And uh, not only that, but the Rapids traded for 400 up to 450k in GAM, which is a steal in, in this market. Abubakar Keita, Abubakar Keita, I still am, we're still unsure on the pronunciation. We'll, we'll get it down for you uh, for sure next week. But uh, two solid signings, young Young players, Max being the youngest, uh, it looks like, I mean, Max might be the next project uh, among many that the Rapids have. I mean, you have Estevez, you have Max, you have uh, Galvan. There's, and then the the Cole Bassett experiment, the project that, uh, I mean, it, this this Max signing seems to be the Bassett replacement. If, if, if the rumors are to be true that he is on his way to Europe and Austin Trusty as well, the Abubakar Keita is his replacement. It's I, I don't want to you know t- say anything, but it's been rumored for months that both of these two guys are on their way to Europe, and we've kind of essentially brought in their replacements. I don't want to I don't want to say that they're officially gone, but I'd I'd be willing to think, hey, they you know these signings are indicative of what's to come. Yeah, and I think Trusty is the more finished product, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him go, and if he does, it'll be in the January window to Europe. Uh, Bassett, on the other hand, is the type of player that um, may not be quite ready to headline for a, a team that's able to afford him in Europe right now. Right. So I... My personal thought right now on Bassett is we see him go next summer. Um, so we we have him start the season with us, and um, the longer we can keep him, the better, in my opinion, because he's a, a strong player. But, yeah, Max is going to slide into a similar position, and as, we, um, you know, as we've maligned all, all year last year, there's only 11 spots on the field. Yes. So you have to figure out um, you got to get in where you fit in, and uh, they both fit in the center of the attacking part of the park so um we do have a bit of congestion there again and and so we will see what we may have in in further outgoings yeah i think that's all the big news um there are some reports there's two big reports here as well um nicholas mosquito is getting uh offers from around he's he's viewing his different options uh, from around the the league let me pull up the tweet here um it, it it's 
for me, I'm a little bit upset because mesquite a lot of people, i saw someone go and eh, whatever i'm like nah dude mesquite is like one of the maybe not always on the field but like uh like the most impressive but he's a good piece but at the same time if you can't get him in the 11 more than we did last year it it's really hard to justify keeping him because i think he can be a starting 11 piece elsewhere um also you have to there's only 11 spots on the field so for a guy like uh, brian galvan right. um, who we want to see more of um having somebody like mosquito who's you know taking minutes you're taking those minutes from someone else so um you know i i like mosquito a lot i'd love to see him re-signed but i also um would hate right to see price. him held yeah at the right price that's, and, that's, and, that's where i'm at too and i think that's probably what you'll see because another team will view him as a um a, an indelible part of their starting 11 where we see him as well, very much a a, a core piece of um the depth of the team yeah and and i think wherever he goes is going to be a nice depth piece i don't think he's going to get too much of a starting role i could see him getting a starting role maybe uh for teams like houston but those are not the teams that are kind of going for him Uh, joseph samuelson here jsp sam at jsp sam uh, says, I can confirm that Mesquita is fielding offers elsewhere in the league. There was a period in December where it, w- where it looked like the Rapids would bring him back for 2022, but contract negotiations stalled, quote, at the final h- h- hurdle, quote, per club source. He could still remain in Colorado, but unlikely. And so th- th- what that tells me is Mesquita might have gotten an offer from the Rapids, and he's just kind of weighing the options. Either way, I am for a player getting the most for their talents. So if he goes elsewhere and he makes a good amount of money doing what he loves over there, hey, go for it. Uh, but if 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 we see him in Burgundy and Blue again for another season, I'd be happy to see him. He's uh, he's one not only just kind of a, a good locker room presence, good locker room presence. But he's also a big fan favorite of Los Locos and the Latin community there. You know, I mean, anytime we see a player from Latin America, especially myself, we get fully invested in behind all of them. And so, uh, yeah, it'd be a shame to go. But if he goes, he better be going for the right price. Yeah, and I think the the price is the is the difference there. And I think if we do see him go, especially to another MLS team, we can be fairly certain that Porig is. Um, very judicious with how he's using the money. Like we we have money to spend, but seeing some players that hadn't situated themselves in and around the starting eleven, like not not being primary starting eleven players, leaving for more money. I like that. That just that just goes to show that we are not necessarily resting on our laurels as far right. as club building, and we can count on uh, more great deals coming in because we aren't overspending on players who may not be uh, contributing in a in a starting eleven capacity or you know seeing the field every every match or every two matches. Right, and uh, it, I, I I like how you bring that out because uh, it looks like here uh, there's another kind of report here. Uh, again, Joseph Samuelson at JSP Sam. Go follow him. Read his blog. He does a great job. Rapids reentry draft pick Brian Acosta reportedly entertaining an offer from Gostepe in Ooh. Turkish Super League. Colorado owns the midfielder's MLS rights, but Acosta is able to negotiate with clubs outside the league at his leisure. So, this is weird. We won't get anything out of that exchange if Acosta leaves. Brian Acosta leaves uh, and signs for a Turkish club. The thing is, we have his MLS rights. So if he were to ever return to MLS, 
Yeah, we get first dibs at the player. Now, what this tells me is that uh, that we traded for that re-entry draft spot, picked up his rights, and then sure enough, uh, the contract negotiations kind of got messed up, and now they're trying to figure out maybe Acosta's trying to get a better deal elsewhere around the league, elsewhere around the world. He can't really shot. He can't really be shopped around the league because we have his rights. Yeah, and what he might be doing is getting some interest from Europe to leverage his contract position with the Rapids. But this is a player that's 28 years old. So yeah, if so we do not sign him right now, we should never sign him. I, you know, I'm yeah. in, I'm in favor of of bringing in Brian Acosta well, for this season. But I mean, this really is kind of last chance saloon his rights di- i mean diminish in value can, immediately can i be honest I, I would not be upset if we didn't sign him there there was there was um like like the, i i get kind of this meter where uh where we where the rapids do something and instantly i think either good or bad i i, I don't feel either way about this one and i and i'm tend to lead towards bad just because of the age his production with FC Dallas. Uh, this is not a player where I think is. Where, whereas when we signed Barrios, there's people saying, "Well, he's he's past it." I'm like, "No, no, no. Michael Barrios is not past it. This is a steal from the Rapids." I don't think this is a steal for the Rapids in the way that this is similar to the uh, Barrios deal. So, I mean, for for what it's worth, uh, if it happens, cool. But if it doesn't. We got Max. We got Bassett. We got Darren Yappy. We got uh, uh, our Kellen Acosta. We got Mac. We have uh, Mayaka. There's, you know, there, there's a list of other people I'm much more excited to see. Oliver Loras, you know, like. Over yeah, but when, Brian you, when you mention when you mention the the Yappy, Mayaka, Loras, these are guys that are are not quite on the same on the same level. I mean, I, I would like to see Brian Acosta just because I, I think um, the more positions we can fill with with grizzled MLS vets, um, I think the more dangerous we are in the short term. But um, yeah, and, and with the with the advent of the U23 team, I think we'll we'll start to see who shines out of the that other tier. So the the right. Mayaka, the Yappy, Laras. If we can keep them here and, and maybe have a chance to to get eyes on them a little bit more often. Um, um, I think I'll know who to be excited about. But to be honest with you right now, um, out of that secondary tier of central midfielders, I don't know who to be most excited about. I know there's talent there because I've seen some of some of their play at switchbacks, um, saw some of Laraz when he was out at, uh, well, with the Rapids. Um, yeah. he, he's put in some good he, contributions and then out at San Diego. But um, I just need to see more. Oh, absolutely. And I, and I, don't, and I don't say... Uh I don't say that that those guys should be kind of right ahead. I'm just saying I would much rather see Mayaka get his footing in MLS than Brian Acosta. Yeah, and to take a flyer on an experienced player, maybe we keep holding out for that number nine. Uh, And that's that's what I wanted to transition to. This is the discussion that has been kind of plaguing this club for about – Six seven years now. Longer. Uh, you think? Well, I I, I wouldn't know because <laughs> I wouldn't know because uh, I started following the team around 2013, and uh, I mean, I guess whenever Casey and Cummings left, right? Yeah. I mean, Kai was the a nice gap filler, but I think when he arrived, he was the wrong side of 30, um, and he was well, very much a stopgap. Well, and we haven't the had thing. somebody in the last. There's, I mean, there's plenty of strikers that are on the wrong side of 30 that I would take. Sure. Number one yeah. being Luis Suarez. 
<laughs> I know it's a pipe dream. That bitey bastard. We'd love to see him. I mean, come on out. We've got a we've got a burgundy jersey right waiting for you. But you know, it's crazy though. If if there are some, pl- I mean, Kai Kamara, for what what he brought was kind of not the long term solution at the nine spot, but this is what the Rapids are with a, a, a strong nine someone that one can you know throw a body up in the air get get nice headers but also holds up the play really well and lets Diego Rubio also be sneaky in the box you know he's yep. he might be the actual fox in the box once you put Rubio up at the top and uh look at the depth chart who's our we only have two strikers Rubio and Shinya Shiki and Shinya Shiki I'd argue is is being deployed more as a winger Nowadays, well, I don't think he's as good as a winger. I, I, for me, seeing Shinyashiki play at uh, DU, I mean, the guy is an out and out number nine. No, that's know, where he plays best. But you know, we didn't see the production last season, so because um, I think he was on the wing too much, right? Exactly. He's, he he and Ruby are too similar. They're two fox in the boxes. Neither of them is a uh, is hold up the play back to goal. Let me kind of you know win the ball yeah. and dominate. And who was that? Was Baji. Baji was that for the Rapids, and that's how we got the most out of Baji. You get someone that is, you know, Baji's worth triple Baji's salary as a DP, and and that's kind of the that's kind of the the conversation is now we have the defensive core. Even if Trusty leaves, we can slot in Keita. Keita. Um, even if Bassett leaves, we got Max. Even you know Max Acosta and uh, Mac Mac uh, Acosta Price Max Mac. Price, this is gonna be hard. <laughs> uh, but up top is the big question because what do you do if God forbid Rubio gets injured? Yeah, I mean you, you don't have anyone else. And really honestly, I think you know, talking about the wrong side of 30 type of players, somebody at 28 to 32 is probably who we need to sign. Yeah. Because to be quite honest, even if we do as well as we possibly can and bring in, you know, the next young Ricardo Pepe. He's gone in a year. Yeah. You're not going to hold on to somebody who is 25 or younger, um, who's an, an exceptional striker. They're going to leave. Like so, right about you know, now we, is we when need a three-year window filler who can win us a cup and then retire or, yeah. or something along those lines. But yeah, I think that number nine spot is one where um, I would not hesitate at the age. Um, you know, Luis Suarez. That that's maybe a, a bridge too far. But the other <laughs> the other name I saw today on Twitter um, and and shout out Rabbi. I think maybe retweeted this, but uh, Ola Kamara being no. shopped around. No, I'm a I I don't want to see Ola Kamara come for the Rapids. But that is a name that is you know. Because we were we were linked to him not too long ago, and he didn't want to come. Well, uh, two years ago, I wouldn't have wanted to necessarily come know. to the Rapids either. I don't know. <laughs> I, I say no. I, I think if you're the Rapids, listen, if if you're going to give Ola Kamara DP money, that's what that come on. Seventeen we, goals last season. We and uh, most being from penalties. I don't know. I, same. I, I think uh, I honestly think Kamara is not the way to go. I think this club can be a bit more ambitious than go for Kamara. I mean, and there's and there's if 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 anything, the the player you wanted to go for is Robert Barich. You look at his XG, look at his contract situation, you look at his kind of and, and he's gone off to I think Sporting Kansas City. 
So, I mean... Uh, Kansas City, who, who definitely needs more strikers. I know, right? They have Polito, <laughs> Shallowy, and now Robert Barrich. Could we get in their cabinet a little bit, maybe? It, uh, maybe we have a little leverage as far as trade opportunities there. But, um, yeah, uh, Kansas City has a wealth of strikers, and we have a dearth. So, we'll be interesting to see what happens in that, that space. I think, nonetheless, it's no longer one needs to come in. You need two strikers. Yeah, I mean, and, I think one marquee name and then a developmental project, and then you have or, four or, strikers on roster. Or let me see Toure. Let me see some of the. Other. I mean, yeah, if, if you're yeah, not gonna, yeah. if you're not gonna sign a striker, you may as well th- take a flyer on someone like Don Tuma Toure. You know, Darren Yappy, who can also play forward. But I mean, aside from that, I, I'm very much worried about striker position, especially since one. I mean. When Baji was here, we Rubio scored goals too, and, and so it's it's Rubio is you got to pair him up with someone. It, he can't just be up top alone. It's not going to work. And then again, God forbid he gets injured, it, it puts you in a in a tough spot. Um, I'm 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 currently cautiously kind of on the fence about where this team's going to be next season. Uh, in three weeks, please. In three weeks, we better have had that mark, not marquee signing, but at least another backup striker and then worry about the marquee in summer. Maybe like I'm fine with that, too. But the depth chart is looking thin up top. Yeah, very, very. Um, and, you know, last year we weren't exactly thick. I mean, we were happy when Baji came back in because we, we were so thin already. So, um, yep, I think that's going to be the conversation that we have ongoing. And I think you may be right because if we don't fill it in the, the January window, we are probably waiting until next summer. And at that point, it's more it's more of a wait and see type of thing. If we start off and we're not flying, I, I don't see us going and splashing big for a nine. Now, if if we're towards the top of the West come the middle of next summer when the window opens, then maybe we, we do go out and we try to find that that piece to put us over the top or give us, you know, um, some some championship credentials. But, um, yeah, very much a wait and see. And we will keep everyone abreast as, as soon as we find out any information in that ballpark. But I know uh, I know a lot of Rapids fans are out there waiting on pins and needles to to see some kind of signing up top because it's been it's been a spot that we've talked about for I mean ad nauseum for yeah, most of a decade. Yeah, and it, and it's I'm I'm excited for the other signings too, but we we all know what this team needed. All right, so it's not a, it's not a surprise to you or to me that you know why the Rapids couldn't really finish against Timbers. Uh, even with even with a, a great you know kind of substitutions and and the the energy coming off of the second half of, uh, after the second half, yeah, I we mean, talked about it all season when teams set in a block of eight and uh, you know two sets of four, we couldn't break it down and we yeah, we no. don't have the players on the roster right now to be better at that. Um, you know, we're, we're, we have the same list. I mean, Max is Max is the type of player I am excited about, but yes. I'm not going to put that on his shoulders as a first-year player, a young player. And he's player. got time. He's I got mean, plenty he, of time. He will be that type of guy who, who can pick locks um, and, and be a danger, but we've got to have somebody that can that can kind of uh, dispatch opportunities, and, and that is very much up in the air. And I will also say Max is a 2023 player. Like, he's a player... Not necessarily for this year to be 
lights out. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, well, why do we sign this guy if he's not going to be playing the field? Like, Trusty was the same way. We signed Trusty, and he barely saw the field come 2019, 2020. And then 2021 was the year he really stepped up. And so it takes time for players to, to break into the squad. And, and, and every time you know, you're kind of in the dealing with the rapids always know it's the rapids are future proofing themselves every single trade that they do i mean mac this is mark anthony k's year to to really take that midfield and, and establish himself as the best midfielder in mls last year it was like yeah you signed him uh you traded for him good but he was always going to be a, a player for this year Yep, agreed. And uh, but you know we still have the midfield that we were so excited about with with Mac Acosta Price, and that I think if we can solidify that and we can get them playing together well, uh, it's something to be very very excited about. With the Winter World Cup, um, you know both Acosta <laughs> and World Mac Cup. are going to be you know their their attentions will be elsewhere come the tail end of the season. Um, but there's there's a lot of of kind of hay we can put in the barn before they get into uh, World Cup finals. So uh, you know I I don't know exactly what to expect. Uh, poor always uh, throwing us some curveballs and us on our Robin with selection as well. Uh, but, you know, with those three midfielders, uh, I'm not worried about that part of the park. I'm not worried about our goalkeeping situation because we have, in my opinion, the best goalkeeper in the league and he got shafted for the honors. Um, yeah, well, it was that. It was <laughs> three, three keepers finished he with the same the amount of clean That's the sheets. Problem. Uh, but, uh, you know, solidifying the back line is not necessarily as much of a worry because we did early business with Estevez last year. Estevez, um, Keita. I mean, you have Drew Moore coming back, who you're not going to rely on, but you know, Danny Wilson's Wilson, still in Abubakar, the house. Abubakar, Rosenberry. Our back line looks solid. There's really only one glaring hole, and we I, all know what it is. I can't wait to see what we do because everything else, you know, all the pieces have been put together so magnificently around the rest of the park. So, um, but yeah, exciting three weeks uh, ahead of us here in January. And um, by the time we stop talking about transfer rumors, we'll start talking about uh, friendly results here at the end of January. So um, and some C38 events. Such a short off season. Some C38 events. I mean, more news that comes, we'll talk about it. Uh, but we also got some C38 events. Um, to slowly start bringing on some other people here from around C38 to tell their stories, their supporter stories. Hopefully next week we'll get that uh, that first edition where kind of, I'm kind of figuring out timing with some of them. But uh, yeah, uh, there don't there the the podcast here is not going to be starved for content, is what we want to say. I do want to say before we end though, um, God, I would have loved. If Kevin Doyle were just a bit younger because he would be crazy on this Rapids team. The Rapids team he signed for had no given him little to no support. And I felt like he was the the one striker that really got away. He could have been I, I I still think he could have maybe it's the nostalgia in me, but uh, I don't know why I thought about Kevin Doyle of all days. I'm I'm just like, hey. He was on a bad team. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But a signing like that, someone like that, frame. 
No. Right. Yeah, and on that note, we're going to go ahead and wrap up the podcast. You can follow me at Warners FC. And then at C38SG on Instagram and Twitter, Centennial38 on Facebook. Uh, don't know why I got nostalgic there for uh, Kevin Doyle. I do apologize. But uh, you guys have a great rest of your weekend. Uh, hopefully 2022 has treated you uh, very well so far. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye.